0: Welcome everybody to Star Chase Essential, uh podcast about Charles Hampton music moments and everything in between. I'm sick Braxton. And I am Mike D. Jackson. And we are here today with another episode, man. Um, how you doing, first of all?
1: I'm good, man. I can't complain. It's a little rainy outside and whatnot. My brother's birthdays today, you know. Uh trying to celebrate it. You know, you know he's not here, but still gonna celebrate it with him. You feel me? Yeah uh man. how about yourself?
0: Uh, you know, it's like you said, it's kind of same thing over here. It's stormy. Uh, kids got out early today from school, which is, you know, that's cool. I guess I'm not sure if if back in the day we would have gotten that, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. Did they get off for rain? Um, I think it was just anticipation of the rain and the wind combination and getting the kids home safely. Later.
1: No, no disrespect to them. You know, shout out to them. But no, we wouldn't have got that. Nah. We wouldn't got that at all. Nah. No, man. They got it made. Shout out, shout out to the kids, man. They got it made out here. I remember it used to be like super foggy outside. They'd be like, you get an hour delay. I'm like, can't see nothing. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they're living a the dream. They're living a the dream. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> um, But today we are here to review the most recent uh our most recent listen of Andy Charles Hamlin uh project, uh we'll listen to Hyper today, man.
1: Yes, sir, hypergoth. One of the things that's uh pretty interesting about this tape, a lot of these tapes that we've been covering, these tapes are not on streaming. Hypergoth is. It is still on streaming. It's on streaming right now. So you guys don't have to go to YouTube to listen to it. You can go to any platform you prefer, Apple, Spotify, whatever. It's on there. Uh, Hypergoth came out, I want to say Christmas of 2022.
0: This one was fully funded by the Star Chasers. I feel like you have the full story behind that. But yeah, it was um, funded by the Star Chasers, if you want to give more backstory on that.
1: Sure. Maybe I don't have the full story, but a, a bit. So obviously, Charles has always talked about trying to make music and trying to get something that the fans want. So this is one of the first few times in a while, Charles was like, hey, I'm trying to come up with this project for y'all because y'all have talked about getting me in a studio. If You guys pay for the studio time. You put, you put the money up. I'll go in the big studio, and I'll record a project for you. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like the budget was like $2,000 or something like that. Charles recorded it. He went in the studio, had had the ideas already in his head, recorded it, used the money. That, uh, shout out to all the star chasers that put the money up. This project is for y'all, the ones that actually put the money up. and I mean, for all of us, technically, but for everyone that really wanted to really see this project come to fruition. And it, it came true. So that's an awesome thing. The album or project was recorded in one day. I'm, I'm guessing Charles wanted to make sure he got all the time he could you know, with, with spending $2,000 or whatever the case is, so it was recorded all in one day, but everything was recorded in the big studio, so anyone that could complain about, oh, the quality and the sound, it's not there. You can't even say that. Can't even say that about the quality and the sound. It's there. The is there.
0: Yeah, Um. Yeah, so no, uh, no complaints about, you know, this was recorded off a laptop or, you know, none of that situation that, you know, a lot of people, I feel like, who may have dipped off from the Charles Hampton music, um, that was probably, I would probably say that's 90% of the main complaints or gripes um, that people were saying. So this doesn't have that issue. Um, so I remember listening to it the first time when it first came out. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is, this. it sounded good. the 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 sound quality was there and I was like, okay, this is I would even say this is kind of like, I wouldn't say it's like the reason I got back into listening to more Charles Hampton or getting back to listening to Charles Hampton more regularly. But it did it did kind of, it was one of the first dominoes that fell down to get me to go back to start listening. and probably, you know, got me back into maybe thinking about doing this podcast or whatever. Um, how about you? How, how did you feel about uh, Hypergolf when it first came out?
1: When it first came out, kind of like what you were saying, with me, I know I didn't listen for a while. It's one of those things where, respectfully, I'll say this, Charles was telling people, look, if you really aren't happy with the product I'm putting out, don't listen to it. So I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be someone that's going to complain about it. He's making the music he wants to make, so I'm going to let him make the music he wants to make. i seen everyone talking about this project, Hyper God, so I was like, okay, when he puts it out, I will give it a full listen. I will check it out. When I first heard it, I'm like, like you said, the quality and the sound's there. But for me, I'm like, ah, man, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Maybe this will take a couple of listens to it. I listened to it maybe like twice. Wasn't really digging it as much as I, I wanted to. But I was like, I'm going to come back to it later on, listen to it again, because I've had projects like that where I first listened to it, ah, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Listen to it, you know, a few, few, few years down the road, oh, this is great. I don't know what I was missing before, but this is maybe something we can remedy today, at least from my standpoint. But first time I heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know. But there were some interviews and some blog posts that Charles had that kind of, he kind of explained some things. So we know Charles is cryptic. So there's certain things that he kind of talked about and explained to kind of give you a better, a better idea of what he's talking about in these songs.
0: Yeah, um, I think the best way to do this today is just, you know, to maybe just do, you know, pick our favorites, kind of go through and maybe have some questions in between and kind of go through stuff maybe that we didn't. This is going to be a very much a positive and critique type of uh, review today, I think. Right. I think I think we're kind of on the same level as far as how we feel about the project. um. But, again, this is the uh, positive Charles Hamilton thing, so we're going to do it in a very objective critique type of way. Um,
1: Um, Real quick, quick, before you start, the one thing I can say, and I might be, you know, throwing us under the bus with this, but I feel like we're going to be one of the first few people reviewing this tape, like you said, in a positive but in a critiquing manner, mm -hmm. not to the point where we're, oh, it's it's the best thing since sliced bread or this is the worst thing since black. like we we can find a good balance between okay this is what i like this is what i don't like this is you know what could have been improved upon this is what you know made me really tune into this so we we can find a good balance of, of both you know good and what could be better
0: and that's actually what i had right here on, on this note this notes that i took or whatever is that i looked around for like some different reviews and stuff like that and it, literally it's one of both of those sides. It's, it's there's no in between as far as like you know what I'm saying. So I feel like this is gonna be good because it's gonna it's going to present a an honest review, but also not one where it's like this was the worst thing that was ever created. You know what I'm saying, or you know what I'm saying stuff like that. So, and that's kind of what I want to do.
1: It, it it'll also help us with our I won't say help us with our critique, but with what our merit means and what our word means because. Mm-hmm with most of these projects we've had, we've been talking about a lot of favorites. So it's like, hey, this is something that's not necessarily either one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And we can actually talk about certain things we like, certain things we don't like. And it won't be a thing of, oh, you guys are just only like doing the tapes that you like. You're not ever doing tapes that no one else likes and you just want to... No, it's not that. Like, we're, we're going to be doing any tape, every tape. Nothing is going to be, like, off-limits. I, I'll let, the only, only tape I would say would be off-limits was, I told you before, someone said... They wanted Catholic Illuminati 2, which is like two, three gigs of music. We can't do that in one in one hour. That, that, unfortunately, something like that we won't be able to do.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't even know how to even tackle that that <laughs> one. We'll have to talk about that eventually, but that's gonna be one where it's like, I, I don't even know. <laughs>
1: That'd be like a whole month.
0: That'd be like right. whole- See, That that's it's just Catholic Illuminati month for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so let's get into it, man. Um 10 songs. Yes. song so relatively short if you take away the fact that Charles does a thing where he adds like one or two minutes at the end for you know for whoever to loop it or whatever. Um let's let's first just kind of discuss um the overall concept of the album. I Hi- hypergoth. What what did you think when you first heard the title of it?
1: So hypergoth, Charles has talked about being a goth in his music and just in his life. He's talked about that a lot. Hyper, when he was younger, I could say, okay, you know, Charles had that hyper energy. Now that he's gotten older, more reserved, more relaxed, I was a little confused. So I'm like, maybe is he mixing so an old style and a new style? Is he mixing, you know, something like sound-wise? Is it going to be like a lifestyle thing? It, it, it sounded like he's blending two things together for the most part for me. Uh, what
0: about you? So I'll tell you what I thought first and then kind of what I found on like the blog or whatever so uh, hyper goth I'm like you goth obviously it's a lifestyle uh, say it's a it's a lifestyle fashion style all different types of thing right and we all know Charles has 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 made it known that he is goth has the gothic nature uh, participates in things that are commonly uh, commonly associated with goth uh, lifestyle and then when I saw hyper, I was like, "Well, it could be like you say, like an act, like a uh, an adjective, like someone's hyper or whatever." But there's also like you know, as we always go back to second sonic and all that stuff, there's hyper knuckles, hyper stuff. So maybe it's a style and like a, a an elevated form of golf. So I kind of thought that was kind of what he was trying to put together. And I like what you said as far as like blending. Is it could be some type of blending, some type of like a combination of stuff. Uh, going on the blog, the blog on Charles's blog. Sorry. Uh, he said the Hypergoth is a genre bending trip through Charles Hampton's psyche infused with his signature introspective lyricism and raw emotional energy.
1: One thing I did notice. So I told you about, there was an interview that was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. One of the things he said in the interview when they asked him about Hypergoth was because around this time he was before he actually recorded it, you know, Charles was incarcerated for mm. i'm not going to say what but you know if you know you know yeah. just look it right. up so one of the things was while he was sitting sitting down he was writing a lot in his head so he was hype about the music but of course he know he couldn't be too hype in jail because you know that that could get you in trouble that could get some type of unwanted attention so he did talk about the energy of you know wanting to be so hype but then having to calm yourself down really quick so that that also has something to do with the old hyper god thing because he was so excited to make this music and put it out there, but he knew he had to serve his sentence and then get to the get to the halfway house and you know kind of take things step by step. But I know he was really excited about this project.
0: Yeah, um, that's crazy that he kind of had the breakdown, like the idea of what he wanted to do, and you, you don't know how long he had to sit with the idea before he was actually let out or whatever. So to be able to take the concept and bring it to the studio eventually. And I would assume still have what he wanted uh to come out of it is commendable in itself. Cause I know I'll have a thought at 8 a.m. and by 831, I can't remember what it is. So <laughs> shout out to him for that at the very at the very least. You know what I mean? Uh but let's get into some of the songs. Um let's kinda go through our favorites so far. Now I'll say this, right? You know how yeah. I always say on here like oh, I went to this project and I playlisted this amount of songs. It sounds repetitive, but the reason I say that is because when I playlist something, that means I like I absolutely thought that this was on first list like oh, this was really really good. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, okay, this is I, this immediately it, it, it is an association with the with the song or whatever whether it just be the beat, whether it be the lyrics, whether it be just overall a combination of a bunch of things. Um, so when I listened to it the first time, like I said, the sound quality was good, but I had took two away from it. Um, so we're going to do our standard three songs as our favorites. If you have three, of course. Yeah. Um, and then we'll kind of just go from there.
1: All right. I got you. So, <clears throat> Uh, my three, I'll say, uh, first one, I'll do childhoodless mm-hmm. childhoodless. I believe that's the second song from the project. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a good sample flip. One of the things he says on there is, uh, Phil, Phil, I have to be here to set the record straight. So when I think about stuff like that, especially in Charles's situation, a lot of times he's gotten himself in trouble. He's gotten himself in altercations. He really shouldn't have been in and of course you always have those situations where you gotta step up to the plate step up to the podium kind of address it be like okay this is what i was thinking this is what i was going by Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of times you you could just be in a bad situation you're like i don't even want to be here i don't even want to talk about this i want to just get through with it get past it but you know you have to say something about it kind of kind of make peace with it regardless if it's for you or it's for the fans or for anybody you know so i i related to that a lot especially you know some of the stuff i'm going through right now where it's like man i don't i don't feel like talking about this i don't feel like dealing with this but something i could relate to so uh from the emotional standpoint that's that's why i felt, felt with this song next song i'll say into a baby i want to say this might be my favorite song from the project okay uh, so from that like the beat, like the sample and the chops. Can't forget, can't forget about the chops. You know, Charles has the chops right at the end. Mm-hmm. We always talk about how Charles will leave like a beat and a half, you know, a minute and a half of a beat, just so, you know, if you want to loop in, do whatever you want to it, cool. But just, I, lo- I love what he did with that beat. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things he says in there is, um, this this should be awesome. This should be interesting. This could lead to your doom. This could be anything. And that's true. That's an interesting way to, you know, start a song off because it could be anything you're, you're intrigued and you're like, all right, well, let's see what he's got. I want to say there's some, I guess the song has conflicting energies because he talks about, you know, I don't want to have to leave you alone. And that's one of those things where he could be talking about substance. He could be talking about like bad friends, bad relationships, and you could grow so close and tight with someone or, or whatever the thing is. And you know it's not good for you. You know it's not it's not benefiting you, and you're like, ah, I don't want to. But this might be where we we stop crossing paths and we go in dis- different directions. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's how I feel about that one. Um, third one, I'll say there was love. I- I'll choose that one. Uh, crazy flip. Uh, the the sa- It's the same sample from. I want to say it's Fallen out of love from. Ill doesn't mean classic. Oh so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the same sample flip. So it's one of those things where like I like the beat and I like the flip. So it's one of those things where I, I kind of look at it like a part two because I like that song from that project too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like reminds me of that song. So anything that reminds me of another song that I like, can't go wrong with it. So I'd say those are my three that, that I, I enjoyed the most from this project.
0: Okay, let's go back to childhood list because that's on my list too. Uh, That's one of, one of those ones that I had played this on the first listen. Um, the title. There are a lot of good titles on here, and I think that's going to lead into like part of some of my critique later. Um, but Childhoodless is is interesting because, like you said, uh, what what do you say in that one? Say that say that part that you had in your notes again. Okay, um, Phil,
1: I have to be here to set the record
0: straight. Yeah. So when I think of Childhoodless, you kind of think about the fact and like again in the blog post he kind of talks about some of the different things that he actually is rapping about in the in the album and one of them is you know just having childhood issues or like you know his upbringing you know, we all know some of the things that happened during that time um so childhood is to me is like kind of confronting that the fact that he kind of got his when I say he kind of got his childhood stolen and or his like innocence stolen so that kind of and you kind of have to address that part like and with Charles's, you know, his his different bouts or, like, takes on, like, unaliving yourself, obviously. Um, that's kind of, like, a like confronting the fact that I feel I had to be here the second record straight. Like, I may have wanted to, you know, not want to be here before because of certain things in my past, like, about upbringing or whatever. But I feel like it's better for me to be here. That way I can tell my story. Versus having someone else tell it for me, you know what I'm saying. So, again, like that that flip that flip is great. That sample is great. The beats great. Um, I think he said in that same interview that we were talking about that 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 the first song and the second song had the same sample, and it just yeah. differently. So that that's cool. I like I like how he did that. It kind of flows into the song like perfectly, actually. You know. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My next song I had is Too Mad. I like Too Mad man. Too mad is uh I would say that on this next this follow up listen that we did for this review, I have a lot more appreciation for this song. It's smooth. It's a good it's a good hook. Some decent there's some there's about three or four really good hooks on, on this on this album. And I like and he's really he's really talking some good stuff here. Um yeah, I think I I can't remember what the actual sample or flip is right off the bat, but like I say it's a good record. Something kinda eases into the ends the first half of the album before getting into the I feel like the second half's a little bit more funkier, I guess. I would have well, no, I would say the first half's a little bit more funkier, I would say.
1: I think it interweaves with each other. So, you know, there there there's there's funk everywhere. You know what I mean? But like yeah. you said, you, you can you can hear it in the first part, maybe feel it a little bit more in the second part. It, it one thing that is interesting about the too too mad right mm-hmm. so i'm not sure if you know the story behind it cuz he had it, it, it's the reason why he wrote the song i guess like the the background or i guess the story of it do you know what what his no tell us so for me cuz that was one of my songs i was i was close to putting on my 3 mm-hmm. so for me what I thought what I thought he was talking about is like it felt like a reflective song, like, you know, kind of thinking about, you know, what was in your past, what was going on, but you know, you're kind of at peace with it, you know, mm-hmm. just like, hey, I did wrong, but you know, just this is what it is. And so what he said was, Charles said in an interview, the the song is about a girl, and I'm not I'm not saying this is actually happened. I'm assuming this is just, you know, something he created story-wise, but a girl that was talking to a guy. And I guess they're dating. They're going to go to prom. And things didn't work out between them. They started arguing and yelling and whatnot because Homeboy, you know, was, he didn't treat her right. Right. And then Charles comes up at the same prom because they all go to the same school. And basically she's already upset. And I guess with him, this song is like his response to her with all everything she's going through. So I guess Homeboy made her mad. And then Charles is like maybe trying to calm her down and be like, Hey, look, you know, Forget that guy, or this is not what you should be worried about. You know, you need you're you're already here. You need to have a good time. This is what we're here for. But that's kinda of like the story behind that song.
0: You can't dwell on our past, gotta kind of dwell in our future in our present. Um, because there's also future days ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. No need to be too mad about the past when you have all this stuff in ahead of you, I guess, would be better
1: especially because i mean i'm not sure if you ever went to your prom but it's one of those things where like you know when you're 17 18 you're like oh my god prom i can't prom and you think about that now but you know we're so far removed from that now you're like yeah prom was cool you know if it was for you if it wasn't it wasn't but at the end of the day like that's a small encapsulation of something that happened in your life like it's a small blip yeah. in your life like back then you were like oh it was a great night or it was the worst night of my life When when you reach a certain age you're like okay it was bad or okay it was great you know just there's there's a lot more and there's better things than than your prom like i, I hope people aren't what, what's the phrase that people say that they um they uh they stunted their growth after high school you know you peaked
0: you peaked yeah they peaked, they, peaked, they peaked in high school yeah <laughs> now dog some people have bro i i know it i, I i've seen i it. know you i know you know some people that are just like dog you want to still be there no. I'm, I'm, well, I, knew, I know people I know people like that
1: and I'm like, why? Like why like it was like for me, it was cool when it happened. I yeah. don't want to go back though. Like like I, I enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed being eighteen, going to the beach during the summer and all that. But after, no, I don't I do not want to go back. No.
0: Yeah. I see those posts on like social media where it's like, uh, if only we knew this would be the best time of our lives and it's like showing like them in high school with lockers. I'm like, Bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> No, it's not
1: it was not man it was a good time it wasn't the greatest it was
0: decent it was cool there was some some cool moments but like the best time of your life hell no Nah, not at all like i
1: think about the people where it's like oh man like you're not even picked like i could imagine some people that man i wish i was 21 22 again i can see that i could be you know what yeah but you're telling me after 17 18 shit shit just fell out for you shit didn't get any better
0: damn Damn, bro. Crashing out of 17 and 18 is wild, bro. <laughs> uh, my last song that I like, and it's probably my favorite. It, no, it is my favorite song on the album. Is "No, You're Wrong, the way he closes it out. I love it. I love that song. Great sample. Love the hook. Um, Very reflective. You know, very reflective kind of. I wish I knew like the full story behind that one more than anything. You got me?
1: Yeah, I do. Tell
0: nice. me when you're ready. You ready?
1: Yes, I hope so. so in in that same interview um they asked okay charles what's no you're wrong about because with me i felt like it's self explanatory like oh you know you know when you're wrong you know and you made your mistakes and you you, you had your issues so and i was kind of right on that charles says it's about seducing an ex well there's more there's more to it okay so It's about seducing the ex. So you know about the case that he had going on and what he got in trouble for.
0: Correct, yeah.
1: So, and this is what's real about it. So with the, I'll say DV case. So with that case, Mm -hmm. you know, got in trouble for it. And that type of stuff happens. And I won't say a lot of relationships, but it does happen more often than people think. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where when something like that does happen, between anybody because anyone anyone can get hurt in a situation like that what happens is some people start to realize okay well if i move on to a new relationship how's it going to be i'm not used to this they can treat me better they can treat me worse Mm -hmm. i might rather stay in the situation i'm in now because i know what i'm what i'm here for i know what i'm with what they they know me i know them Mm -hmm. so it's a thing of like do I really want to get back into that old situation? You know, you knew I was wrong, you know, vice versa. You know, what you did was wrong. But do I really want to start over with something? Somebody new, something new? Because for a lot of people, even if it isn't anything like that in that type of situation, a lot of people just don't want to start over. They're too stubborn to admit, to be like, oh, well, I need to leave. I need to get out of this situation. So, but that, that's pretty much what it's about. Seducing the accent, just the complications of, having a toxic relationship
0: right yeah i think that's like you said that does happen way more often than people realize and sometimes it's hard to see the signs one and two the biggest issue is it's not always easy for them to leave uh like you said um that doesn't ruin the song for me I'll just say, let's stop at seducing the ex and we'll cut it there. That's, that part makes sense to me.
1: And I will say this, a lot of that type of stuff is not even easy to talk about, regardless if we're talking about music or not, because right. some people, they're like, you know, because when you really need to like get that type of inf- information out there and you, you need to heal from both parties, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a tough topic to, to talk about. So mm-hmm. I, I commend anybody that, you know, has gone through something like that, is going through something like that, Because it's not easy to ask for help. If you do need help, do not be afraid. Uh, Speak out, reach out, do what what needs to be done. Because you don't want to wait until it's too late.
0: For sure. Um. So I just want to get into one thing real quick, and that's back to the funding of the project. As as a as a Star Chaser, right? Like Mm -hmm. we've gone through different different levels we've had the interscope level the republic era and then like you know this very indie type of underground type of situation that he has currently right Um, what do you think it was like for us as star chasers to feel like we actually funded a project like and do you think that it was there was a mutual do you think we that do you think people got what they expected uh when they funded it
1: so for me personally i know that i did not like i said i came into this project late after everything was pretty much already funded mm-hmm. so the only other time i actually helped fund a project well not fund one but actually you know donated money to a project was the first catholic illuminati mm-hmm. so i've already you know dealt with something similar like that but mm-hmm. let's say if i came into this in the beginning like hey I want to make a project for you guys. You guys keep talking about the quality. I want to, you know, give you something that you guys would be proud of. And also, this is going to be on streaming. It's going to be on, you know, all these platforms. Mm-hmm. So I think for the fans that did participate and put the money up and help, I think for them, they're proud of themselves, period. Because, number one, regardless of how much money it was that was put up, though it, it was secured. It was successful. The project was made. It's put out on uh on Spotify and everything. Now, some people could feel a different way if they're like, oh well, it was on you know streaming for like six months and it got taken down. Right. But at the end of the day, people put the hard-earned money, they put it up. Charles used the money to make a project, and the project was made. I want to say, I think people were the people that did put their money up, they they were satisfied because. Me and you, we're, we're OG fans or whatever, so there's certain songs we're going to like that other people won't like, vice versa. Mm-hmm. But there's so many fans out there now that they never listen to any of Charles's like older music that we grew up listening to. Right. So their their expectations are different than what ours were. Mm-hmm. So I'll say for the people that put their money up, I think that they were satisfied. I, I know there's not that many reviews on it, but... I can say I didn't see anyone online ever anywhere saying, "Hey, I put blase blah, blah amount of money into this project, and I did not like what I, you know, what I got in return." So mm-hmm. I, I do think that people were satisfied with it. And now the people that weren't satisfied with it probably didn't spend any money. So like with them, it's like, well, it's really no harm, no foul to you because you didn't put any money out there for it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was a a mutual. Uh, Transaction mainly because I feel like the main portion was Charles put out a ask was like hey actually it was kind of a double request people wanted to see him in a studio Charles said put up the money for the studio people put it got the money put him in the studio Charles provided the studio album right so definitely a, a a mutual transaction and I feel like again sound quality wise this is this is a really good tape and a very stark reminder that he's really good at making beats and I think a lot of people would say that. And that's why I kind of said in our in our bonus stage episode a few weeks ago that I would like to see him make make beats or like get beats with other people because I feel like his beats deserve to be rapped over by you know not on himself but like some of the finer rappers that we know. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I, I think I think as a as a as a mutual benefit, it worked out for everybody involved. Um. But as far as the rest of the tape, I know again, like I said, me and you kind of have like a similar view on the, on the album. So let's get into kind of like our critiques as well. Yeah, let's get into our critiques of the album. Okay. Um, for me, there are instances well, I'll put it this way. Sometimes it was hard to feel Engage with some of the lyrics, right? Because one, like I said, a lot of it was I didn't know necessarily what he was talking about, and I kind of missed out on you know the lead up to the album, like as far like said uh, the donations and kind of understanding what he was going for, and I only got you know information kind of based off of the blog post he posted late last year. Um, but yeah, it was kind of hard to engage with a lot of the lyrics because like it was hard to understand what he was talking about. But also it just I feel like it went a lot of it went over my head and that's kind of like my first critique as far as the album uh what are, what is what is one of yours so one thing this is
1: a... i I'll do two real quick whatever um so with this project, he sampled a lot of uh Curtis mayfield and mm-hmm. I want to say there might have been like one or two times he might have sampled like James Brown mm-hmm. he talked about that in one of the blog posts about you know kind of how certain artists they don't step on each other's toes especially if they are influenced by each other Mm -hmm. and charles talked about curtis mayfield and james brown and people like that he loves them they influence him musically and whatnot whether it's the chops or just maybe ways he might carry a tune Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where he's done this before where he'll sample he'll use one artist and sample them the whole way through and there's certain songs, like I said, where where the chops are great and the, the samples and the flips are great, and then mm. some other ones where I'm just like, ah, oh, well, okay, you know. So, I, but that's just the nature of the beast with that. So part of me is just like, ah, you know, maybe it would have been nice if he sampled other people, but that's not what that project was going for. So you know, I have to take that, you know, I have to just nip that one. So the one thing I will say, uh which song is it? I I got notes on it. So. Book of Mayfield, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things he does, and we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I know that, like he recorded the the, the project in a day. Mm-hmm. but one thing i I wish I wish he would he would not do as a critique. So on the second verse, like he talked about, you know, being kind of sick or nasally, I guess mm-hmm. when he recorded this project. He, you know, you hear him being nasally. He's kind of coughing throughout the the verse, and then yeah. you know he does like a sneeze or something. And we know he keeps going because he, he's either writing from the head or he's freestyling the project. I, I personally, I just wish he, he would not do that, just because it, it takes it takes away from certain songs. Like there's there, there's certain songs that can be really great. Then you have that in there, and then it, it kind of makes it go from great to it's okay, yeah. you know. So it, it really it really stunts a song. And, of course, he could be like, oh, well, the fact that I kept going, yeah, that's great. But, honestly, it's, it, there's a reason why you could, you know, do another take. Like, you did the project in a day, which is fine. You know, that shows how fast you can work at the same time, though. Like, you you, you, you could have just redid that, man. I, I wish I wish you would have just, you know, not done that. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, it kind of removes you out of the listening experience. Because then, like, you start running with questions like, did he just cough? Or, like, is he, like... You you start asking yourself like he sound like he's sick and stuff like that, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you're sick, like that it, it can add certain uh a certain element to the record that wouldn't happen if you were healthy or whatever. Examples are just like, you know, the way 50 used to rap because of the the, the shot or whatever, or conway the way you know what I'm saying different things like that or whatever. But in this instance, it's like, you know. I get I get that you're able to just keep going without when, when stuff like that happens and that's again a skill that not everybody can do um, but if you're gonna make an album and you're making a song like that I just like you like you I wish it was well let me go back and just redo the verse or or re, you know redo the take or whatever which you know isn't always a thing he does um, oftentimes he tells us he's done something in one take uh in the older days so that's kind of you know that's kind of a thing that he does so I I do understand I do understand that portion of it um the name the naming like I love the way Charles names tracks right so like if I see something that's interesting I get really excited about it I don't know if you I don't know if you're kind of in a similar way where you see something like oh like it's like your favorite uh I don't know something that you just you connect with in your childhood or in your life or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is going to be fire. And you anticipate it. And then you hear it. And then your expectation may be here. And then the actual thing that you get is like here. To you, of course, right? So there's just some things on here where I was like, oh, I would love to have liked this. Um, like, um, uh, hell down here or, or below. I feel like that was, I thought I was like, ooh, that might be, I thought that was going to be solid for me. And it was like, eh. It just it just didn't have the same effect on me, um Morocco mole for anybody who don't know Morocco mole man that's a secret squirrel and the sample was crazy, you know what I'm saying because you can you can hear it and like if you remember the cartoon growing up, man, you just you just wanted it and it wasn't it, it was an okay song, right it was an okay song, but I just i i I wanted more I wanted him to take a step more and I don't know what I was looking for per se, but that's just me. That's just from my from my perspective. And then you know, via that that interview that you had sent me or whatever, PTSDX is a great name. It's a great name for a song. It's an amazing name for a song. And then the explanation behind it, it was a quick one, but it's it's such a good one, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's like going, it's like fighting through the trauma. If you didn't fight through the trauma, it's like, well, you know, suck it, whatever, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But yeah. like, to me, that's like the, to me, for me, of course, that's just the weakest song on the album for me. Like I just, I just, there's no connection for it for me. So it's just, I don't know. I just, I, when I see his, a, a title, because I know he's really good at making like, you know, title convention, naming, naming title conventions, and then to not meet my expectations kind of like bogs it down for me.
1: I, I agree. I understand that. It's funny because with the PTSD, Uh, x song i was not expecting that explanation but like you said he was like you know if you you know if you feel like i have this and that suck it you know i'm like oh yeah, generation x you know so i was a fan of them back in the day but in my notes i don't know what it was with the beat it had like a sinister type of sound to it like a genesis sound to it and i was cool cool with that but i agree like i feel like that was the weakest song on the project because it was just for me too much going on like Mm -hmm. like maybe i just couldn't focus on it but just like whatever he was doing like it was just too much over here too much over there just too much everywhere on the song and i'm just like i'm just not i just don't get it like nothing's connecting with me not even like oh well there's this one part he said it's like eh, just nothing's really connecting so Mm -hmm. yeah um there's certain times where i've had seen songs where i'm like okay i like the name of it let me see why it's called this and then Mm -hmm. but i've had other times too where i'm like this name is pretty awkward something you know weird and then it's something that ends up being my favorite song and sometimes those those interesting titles end up being the best song sometimes they're not so it's a mixed bag sometimes especially
0: with this project yeah and then just just from a like he's rapping but then like you and a lot of the songs he's also doing the hook like he's rapping over the hook or like he's rapping or he's Two voices at the same time. It's both him, but it's like it's at the same time. So like I'm trying to focus on one, but I hear the ad libs or the or the or the hook in the more so than the actual verse. So it's hard to concentrate on both. Um I, I, think I know are like my biggest critiques of the of the of the album itself. So so
1: I know Charles has done that even before this project came out. Right. So I think what would happen is I think Charles, I could be wrong, a lot of times he might start with a hook first just to have the hook, you know, already done. And then he'll do his verses. And if he, if if you're writing in your head, freestyling in your head or whatever, you can kind of count the 16 bars and be like, okay, I'm halfway through my verse. I got like four more bars. I got four more and hook comes in. So with him, I think with him, he realizes, you know what? I actually have a lot more I want to say. So the 16 ends up turning into a 24. And then he kind of wraps all over the hook. And then you're already into the third or second verse. And this is like, all right, well, now I'm into that verse next. And it's one of those things where you can easily just take that hook out. But that's just his artistry where he's like, well, you know what? I want that hook still to be there. I just want to let y'all know I got more, more to go, more to go, more to say. And it's like partially for me, I'm like, well, you could just do that on the next verse. But it, that's just part of his, his, like I said, his artistry where he's like, no, nah, I want to say it here. I want to say it now because... I want to move on to another topic on the next verse. I think for me uh with this project it was I want to say it was a lot of I could tell that he was happy about recording this project. There's certain yeah. points where like I said he's he's mellow, he's you know expressing his emotions but there's certain times where you can hear him in the ad-libs just like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm loving the groove or I'm loving the sound. So I'm like, I think he's really enjoying himself. Also, I got to see some pictures on the blog where he was outside before he was recording the project and then when he was actually in the studio. I, I believe it was Tyler Tyler Main and Alec that was around him at the time, so shout out to them mm-hmm. while, while I guess in the process of recording this project. And the engineer, Sam, I'm not sure who Sam is, but shout out to him too. So Charles, you could tell he was happy about recording the project. He was enjoying himself, and I think that's really important. If you're not enjoying making the music, why are you making it? Right. At the same time, though, like we said, just there are certain things we're just not connecting towards. We're, we're, we're not connecting because maybe it's how he might have did something on, on the track. Maybe how he's talking about it, maybe being a little bit too cryptic because his project is not as, as left as most, as most of his like underground projects are, but there is a sense of of leftness in this project and there's going to be some people that just aren't going to feel it just because of that because some people some people dig it and some people don't so i will i will tell people keep that in mind if you're not you know if you're not into that type of that type of stratosphere of of charles hamilton you know i still want you to still check it out because you might you might find some stuff you like but at the same time there's some people that are strictly you know not about that type of energy you know
0: yeah, which kind of leads me into like my two points that I kind of wanted to bring up before we, you know, uh, rate it. Is gotcha. it was being subject subjective reviews versus objective reviews, which we kind of touched on earlier. Whereas an objective a subjective review saying, you know, let me rephrase an objective. We we like to provide an, an objective review, like we're not being like, oh, this is Charles Hamilton, this is the greatest thing ever. Like that's. Kind of subjective because it's like we were bringing in some form of bias or whatever. Whereas objectively, it was like we like Charles Hamilton, but we may not like this these particular songs or we may not like this particular aspect of whatever this is, right? And I think, and like I said, late late last year, he kind of you know he kind of did a couple blog posts, Dog plosus. Wow, I'm an English major. A blog post. <laughs> Uh blog post on um Hypergoth, and he was kind of saying, you know, I really feel like this album is worth more discussions. And that's kind of why we're here today, honestly. I'm be honest, I'm the one who picked this one for today. Um, but it's like I feel like he was getting, or maybe he was hearing that you know, people saying hypergoth is a bad album. And that's not fair. I know it's easy for us to be on the internet or like talking with people and be like, oh, this is a bad album, this is a bad TV show, this is bad, blah 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 blah. Um but that's 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 a subjective statement It's not really i, I was watching um uh, shout to the to the what culture guys what culture wrestling i was uh watching Andy and Andy said something that I thought was like really poignant as far as like as far as this review goes and it's quality is entirely subjective it can't be measured you know what I'm saying you can't measure the quality of something like it's it's either you think it is or you think it's not there's no there's no way to be able to say, oh, that person's right. You know, I can I can, I can, can pour a cup of milk and that could be measured. Like, there's no subjective. There's a, there's a yes or no answer to that answer. Like, versus this, where it's like, I can say something, but we'll have somebody probably comment on this video and be like, I don't know, I thought Hypergolf was probably his best project, right? So, right. that's where I've kind of, with this, is I think he would and he kind of gave like examples of like what you can say instead of saying I hate this project or this project's bad. And I feel like we're saying some of those things, which is it's not maybe not for us. I didn't we didn't connect to it fully as we may with some other projects. But there are some good things that he did on the project that we're willing to uh, both acknowledge and praise at the same time.
1: Right, I agree with that, and that's a good point about that because your quality your level of quality might not measure my level of quality mm-hmm. so everyone's going to say something different like we said there there's there's certain lyrics and certain things he's talking about he, he's being he's being he's showing his emotion on this project the sound quality like i said it's mixed and mastered well very well but of course there's just certain things that we didn't connect with one thing that Charles brought to my attention not about this project but maybe about other projects mm-hmm. 'Cause when Charles makes certain projects, he might have a certain thing in mind. So he might be reaching for a certain audience. So when he was making this project, there are certain people that were just going to be left out because it wasn't made for them. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, there's no harm, no foul if you didn't like what you if you didn't like the project. But tell 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 Charles what you didn't like about it don't just say oh it sucks it just it just sounds bad or just you know i don't know what you're talking about you just you're just talking about a bunch of nonsense on it you're just you're just mumbling and 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 just rapping on there you know like you kind of have to have a a real critique of okay well this one you know i liked it because how you looped everything and you brought the story back around but Mm -hmm. you know not everyone is as articulate you know there's some people that are just like i don't like it i don't like it so it sucks and that's just okay. all they're going to say so and i'm not that type of person my thing is this especially if if i don't like something i'll say all right well this is how it made me feel and this is what i came up with it but if i do like something I, i'll tell you exactly why i like it so that's that's just how i look at things like that especially being older now because before when you when you're a teenager oh yeah this sucks This it just sucks because it sucks i don't like it you know right We we, we can use our words
0: Right, your vocabulary should be able to grow, and you should be able to. I, I, as a as a parent, I like to use the phrase uh, "use your words" uh, a lot. Uh, so that's kind of where where we should all be as far as like reviewing anybody and written anything really. Um, he Charles had put in in the blog post. He said, "You know, appreciating music is a personal journey, and there's no right or wrong way to feel about an album." So again, he's kind of acknowledging that, hey. Every album, or this album, may not be for you. But there's also, there's, again, there's no right way, right or wrong way to feel about it. However, you feel is how you feel. However, it's about conveying how you feel about it and why you feel that way. That's kind of important to him. Um, and I was thinking too as I as I wrote this down, I wish I knew exactly what I meant. I don't, I don't actually put full notes. Uh, but I was like, there are people who are fans of CH Star Chasers and then I think there are people who are a fan of CH Eras. You know what I mean? So I haven't been shy about saying it. I'm a very big much into 08 to 2010. That's kind of my favorite era of Charles Hamilton, right? Doesn't but that doesn't I don't shut I, I haven't shut myself off to like yourself from 2012 or 2014 or 2020. I like You know, stuff that last year he dropped, like he has some stuff coming this year that I know I'm going to like. So, like, I haven't shut myself off from actually giving other things a try. But I think a lot of people, and you'll see it if you go around and just look at different comments on different videos or you go to old threads or you go to any of that. People always are quick to when they say, oh, remember Charles Hampton back in I liked him back in 08. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. There's nothing inherently wrong with being like, oh, oh, eight was da da da. That's cool, but it's like you're putting him into this box and this time capsule where it's like, oh, this was the only time he was ever good, when in fact he's had stuff that's been good throughout the years. And I think that as fans of CH or Star Chasers, however you want to call you, refer to yourself, it's important to always be open to. Trying out new stuff, even if even if ultimately you come away being like, ah, still wasn't for me. One, you still have the old music which you can still listen to. You know, he he is he is graciously given us music music over the years. But two, it also means that you are you're not you're not a fair weather fan. You're actually a fan of the guy himself and his and his artistry and his music. And I think that's kind of the important takeaway I have when I after listening to this album and kind of you know processing everything that's kind of my biggest takeaway from it
1: i agree with that also something i want to add is on the other side of people who like everything because to me i don't think that's realistic i'll be honest There, there's some people that i've heard them say oh i love this i love this i love that i'm like okay well how about this oh, i love it i love it i'm like dude like i think about like th- take any mainstream artist, like any mainstream artist. Yeah. you're telling me you, you love all their stuff they be like oh well no i didn't really like this or i don't really like that i'm like that's normal that's fine and an artist isn't going to be able to make everything that you mm-hmm. like they're not every song is not going to be a hit for for you if there's going to be a, you, you know stick you know there's some certain songs i like that you don't like vice versa and whatnot right. but when i run into star chasers or certain fans oh yeah i, I love every single project that that's yes. a lot you have number one, none of us have heard every single project, but even if we're talking about every single project you've heard, you're telling me you like every single thing. It's just
0: unrealistic, man. Yeah.
1: It's unrealistic because even someone like, let's say someone like Kanye, right? There are certain people. Oh yeah. I love this album, this project, but I know y'all all all don't like every single song by Kanye. So it's a thing of like, there's going to be certain songs that you don't like by Charles and that's fine. You know, as long as you're being realistic about it. And also you're not just like shitting on them about it. Like, Oh, you know, it sucks because blah, 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 you know, just it, it's okay to not like certain songs, you know, Charles isn't going to attack you about it, but you know, just be realistic because I've i never met one artist that I've liked every single song by them, unless they just came out with a project and they only have five songs. Then yeah, right. but that's because the, the, the error, the the level of, of error and whatnot is so low. It's like, mm. yeah, they got five songs out compared to Charles who has thousands, hundreds of thousands of songs. There's yeah. going to be some songs you just don't like. There's going to be some projects you just don't mesh with cuz maybe that project wasn't for you. And that's okay. But you know, we got to find that that balance of okay, there's certain stuff I like and this is why I like it and there's certain stuff I don't like cuz you know, I don't like it, you know. But you got to find that that balance. I don't I don't like I don't like that whole I don't I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. You're going to offend people by not offending people.
0: Right. It sounds
1: crazy, but you you can do
0: that. And I, and I think, again, One, I think Charles has told me and you both is that he appreciates the honesty, and that's kind of what we want to continue to do. Um, and like you said, man, it's like, as long as you're not shitting on his artistry or shitting on him, it's okay to not be the person that's like, oh, everything was great. Because it's, again, it's not a realistic thing. For example, your favorite artist is 50 Cent. Is that correct? No. Okay, who's your, favorite, who's your favorite rapper? So yeah. before Charles,
1: Charles before Charles, it was Eminem.
0: Okay, for example, Eminem. What's what you don't like everything Eminem put out? Go ahead. What's uh, the, what's, your, what's your least favorite Eminem album? Revival, hands See? down. Revival. Hate it's it, just hated
1: easy it. to do. Hated it, and, and and not even because of oh whoa I hated because everyone else hated. it. I heard it and I was like, no. I That's remember I uh, Marshall Marshall Mathers LP two when that came. Oh. Uh, Marshall, yeah, Marshall Mathers LP2. I remember that that came out. I was like, man, I don't think you should have named this Marshall Mathers LP2. Right. I'm not really feeling it and whatnot, whatever. Um, I forget which one had Walk on Water. I want to say that was Revival, that was with the song Beyonce. I remember I heard that whole album. I was like, no, completely no, no, this yeah. album is not good. I did not like that album at all. Um, I didn't think I liked another album until Kamikaze came out. That was like his secret album he just randomly dropped. I'm like, right, okay, this is what. But sometimes you you gotta go through that where you put out a project and the fans aren't really feeling because they're gonna say, hey man, you need to get back on the game or this one wasn't up to up to par a- how we thought you we were going to do it. And that kind of puts the fire, you know, the battery back in your back to be like, all right, well they 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 think I, I might have lost the step. Nah, let me show you that I still got it. You know, but no, I can tell you like at least those two albums, no. Don't like at all, still don't like, but for real, no, zero, nope.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like me and Lupe with lasers, right? I don't like lasers, bro. It's just, I get it, I get it. It's probably his most commercially well selling out, best selling album, but I, I just like mostly everything on there. I maybe have like, I have like three songs on there that I like, maybe four. But it's like, it's just, but it's okay. Your favorites can have stuff that you don't like. It's just, that's that's an okay thing to have. And If if your favorites were perfect, then they, they would be, they would be, it would be boring, bro. Because like there was nothing to ever like throw you off course. So like, oh, the fire would be gone. You know what I'm saying? You would, you eventually the fire would have to go out because like, I can't, my fans never, and I think some artists kind of, you know, I think they kind of fall into a, a a false sense of what's the word I'm looking for? A false sense of quality. Because every time they put something out, everybody, like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then when in fact, their quality of music has been dipping slowly but surely. So I just think it's important to be honest with like your critiques of stuff and how you feel about things, because one, it helps the artist as far as, you know, oh, what can I do better or what what are they actually looking for. Um and two, it's just it's just the honesty thing, man. It's just it's just the honest thing, honor honor system, honor system. Yes, sir. I agree. Um, but yeah, 2024, man. We just listened to Hypergoth. Um, this is this is this is a this is a different type of of review for us. You know, I feel like 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 we said we've we've done a lot where we've actually you know either one we these are ones that are were our favorites. And or two ones that we may not have listened to, and then we found out, oh, this was actually really good. We actually kind of sleeping on it uh but what is your what is your review and your rating for hyper goth in twenty twenty four and give us your rating, man all right, so uh full transparency, I told y'all earlier
1: when this tape first came out, I listened to it twice, so listen to this in twenty twenty four I listened to this three to four times. Mm-hmm. So I I gave it multiple listens. Now, yeah. like I did a one and done, sat front to back three to four times. listened yeah. to it. Overall, this is the first time I'm gonna say this. Um, I still feel the same, but in a in a not not feeling the project. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling the project. There's certain things I liked about it. Like I said, the quality, certain songs that I was like, "Yo, oh, I'm I'm feeling it." I feel like I can relate to it. But overall, this project is not for me. Uh, I personally i'm going to um have a new uh a new system not a new system but you know we're adding something new to the to the actual rating okay Uh, i'm going to call this the uh the robotnik okay the robotnik rating so we're not calling it bad i'm not calling this bad Mm -hmm. project's not for me i don't think that this project was made for me uh there's like i said certain things i do like but overall I won't ever say I'll never listen to this project again. I could listen to this in another year or two, and I might like it a little bit better. But still, I don't think this project it was made for me. It's just it's just not it's not something that I, I enjoy listening to as much as other projects. I would much rather listen to other projects around this time. But it, I do apologize for anyone that got offended, because for you guys that paid your money and listened to the project and you like it, don't 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 take my rating as a oh well, I can't listen to it anymore. You can still listen to it and enjoy it, but for me, projects not for me.
0: Yeah, uh, please don't take our opinion. I mean, value our opinions, but like if you were somebody who was like, oh, I love this album, don't let what we say like sway you. because That's weird. I, we shouldn't be able to do that. You don't know who we are like personally, so and you have your own style and your own you know personality. What happened? Um, so like I said, when I first heard this uh, for the first time, I did playlist two songs. Um, I can say that going back through it, I did add one more. I added two mad. Um, okay. I may or may not add another one. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I will say I, th- I think we're kind of like I said, We're on the same page. When we when we review things, we'll never say don't listen to it. We'll n- we'll never say that like because there could be something on that what we may not like, you may like. so it's always important for you to go check it out for yourself just to go see it. We're only doing it based off what we what we think and how we view the project. um but after listening to it, the one the one thing that I thought I said, and I literally said it out loud, I said, oh. Ill doesn't mean classic does this better. You know? That's that's how I felt. And it was funny that you had mentioned that Falling Out of Love, is, you know, that sample is the same on both. I was like, oh, well, that makes even more sense. Because I feel like with the chops and kind of the different, and again, it's missing, mixing funk. It's missing, I feel like it's another genre-bending, genre-combination of things. And I definitely like Ill doesn't mean classic more than I do hypergaw if that makes sense um because I, I i again i don't he's not a, he's not he's not terribly rapping because there there are projects where like i feel like charles the rapping on here is kind of wild bro i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on different time period different whatever but this one he's rap. he's rapping well he has different flows different pockets all this stuff the pro- again the pro- production is top notch i remember saying that in our group chat when it first came out yeah um no, you're wrong. is a, is a really good record. I, I I would absolutely I absolutely added that to my like Charles Hamilton favorite playlist that I have. Um, but as a project as a whole, it's not something that I re- I'm gonna revisit often. So I'm gonna also give it the Robotnik the uh, robotic rating. But again, I I implore everybody to give it a listen because Charles Charles put a lot of work into it. Went to the studio clearly was sick during the time when he did it kind of nasally or whatever he did it for the star chasers so definitely go check that out but and you might find something like i did like you might find something that you would you know that you actually like or whatever but as a project as a whole it's not something i'm going to revisit probably too much often you know what i'm saying
1: hey i understand that and it's the thing that's crazy about Ill, ill doesn't mean classic when that first came out I wasn't the biggest fan of that, whatever. I think I listened to it like a a while ago and I kind of appreciated it a bit more. So like I said, I could come back to this project and be like, okay, I was missing something before and now I get it, you know? There's certain projects that I was like that with before, but for right now, I'm like, eh, it's just, just not for me. So, and I'm glad we're actually doing this episode because at this point, no one can say, oh, well, you guys rate everything good, rate everything great, rate everything good. So this is the first time we're actually rating something where we're like, eh, you know, it's not for us or, we you know, we didn't have a favorable rating for it. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping our integrity uh, intact. So it's one of those things where, and I, I'm i pretty sure Charles will understand like, hey, project wasn't for you guys, that's fine. There's many other projects to go. And of course, Charles is going to be releasing music this year, 2024. So I'm, I'm still eager and ready to see what he has in store for this year so that's regardless of how we feel about this project there, there's other projects that we can check out and more more new music that we'll we'll check out this year as well
0: absolutely we can't wait for him to actually drop his first uh new song as the king charles um i can't wait for that to actually drop and we'll definitely review that when it when it comes out um but let us know what you thought about hypergolf are we way off base to in in your opinion or how did you feel about it uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know over on our social medias because you know you can find us at Star Chaser Central uh, on TikTok and Star Ch Central on X. I say X. Mike doesn't. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, you guys have definitely been running it up lately. Uh, Star Chaser Central. Uh, Mike, again, does a lot of great social media stuff, man. Uh, does a lot of the sample ones. Um, who did Charles Hammond a sample the Rockstar Girl one today was amazing I feel like that's really no one would like. most people won't know that if they don't have like a deep music history or whatever so that was really cool to know and find that out um, you can also follow us on our individual pages I'm at Stick Around 54 I'm on Instagram s-t-i-k around 54 Mike where can they find you buddy
1: on Instagram, uh, the Mike Jackson, T H E Mike Jackson, and uh, full transparency. I know we talked about it, so I'll, I'll tell everybody. So on my phone recently, my Twitter updated, so now I do have X. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately I have X now. Uh well, fuck that, I'm still calling it Twitter. Right. Uh, at, at Twitter, you can by me at mike d jackson mike D E E jackson one d two e's fuck x fuck that shit you dig yeah.
0: fuck fuck our exes too yeah um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah man uh let us know what you want us to review next Um, uh, we'd love to review more some of the newer projects uh we probably don't know where to look first so that's kind of like, that's where you guys can kind of step in and be like, oh, if you didn't like Hypergolf, uh, maybe try this 2022 album, or try a 2023 album. We're willing to listen to anything. Um, Yeah, I actually want to kind of get into that. I think he did that, uh, I wonder if he dropped that one. It was supposed to be like his Illmatic version, his Illmatic tape, because he had like an Illmatic sample that he was rapping over on one of his lives, and that shit sounded fire. I gotta, I gotta see if I can find that. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, just let us know. Uh we kind of working out a schedule, kind of what we want to do for every month. We have an idea and I I'm going to run uh some ideas by Mike, but I'm thinking we're going to record our first guest thing very soon. So be on the lookout for that and then yeah. Any other any last words, man, before we before we head up
1: Thank, thank you guys, like I said, for uh, checking us out every week. You know, just it's it's a pleasure to be here and it's a privilege to continue to do this. Uh, it's great to see all the interactions and all the comments. So thank you guys, seriously.
0: Absolutely. uh. But we are logging out of Star Chaser Central where we always encourage you to follow your dreams. And reach for the stars.